The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come work for. Train in the trees, please, pardon my sycamore. Mama, we made it. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 10th episode of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. I'm your host, Nookie Bishop Jr., joined as always by T. Petty and Adris Elbow. Y'all, this is our 10th episode. What y'all feel about that? 10 episodes. Man, we made it. 10 episodes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, T. Petty, how was your week? My week was long as hell, but, you know, I made it another week, so I'm grateful. Absolutely, absolutely. Adris, what's up, man? 10 episodes. We did it, bro. Man, we did it. It's amazing that we made it to 10 and they ain't snatched us off the air. Um, you know, Nookie and, and T-Petty, I got a warning for you guys. Be on the lookout for the Closet Bandits. And you know who the Closet Bandits are? Who? They go around, they sneak in your house, and they steal all your clothes, but they replace them with clothes that look just like your clothes, only they one size smaller. So when you go to put them on, you be like, what's wrong with these clothes? So they got me. They got me this week. I heard they live in the dryer and they come out at night. I also have those closet bandits that are uh, hunting around. T. Patty, have you had these closet bandits? I have not. I'm happy to say I tried on my tightest jeans on Saturday and they still fit like they're supposed to. So I'm winning. Okay. No closet bandits over here. All right. All right. Well, there Sorry, we go. fellas. Damn. Well. We got to get rid of these bandits. So I guess uh, me and Idris need to get to work. But uh, 10th episode, uh, T. Petty, this uh, world was quite a different place when we kicked off with our first episode in February, huh? Yeah, wasn't it January? January is when January. we take it. I think the first one just got published in uh, in February. But uh, yeah, yeah. It was a different place just, just three months ago. Yeah, we could go outside. I could... I wrote, I remember I rolled the train over for the uh, first taping. We were taping in person and going out afterward for drinks and pizza. Oh, man, it was all good just three months ago. Unbelievable. Adris, them kids were still in school three months ago, huh? <laughs> man, they were still in school. I was like, uh, I could wear pants besides like pants with elastic in them. And man, the world has changed so much in that time. So I'm, I'm glad to be here with y'all. Uh, we haven't changed, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're glad to be here with y'all, too. And with all our listeners, we thank y'all for the support. And we're just going to keep on banging out these podcasts despite uh, the pandemic. And a shout out to producer Eric, who continues to work miracles with us all in four different spots. But we we working out and turning out these podcasts and we're going to do what we do. So let's thank start. with e. Thank you, E. Producer E. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, bro. All right, y'all. Let's uh, start with some hard news. Um, Bullshit and racism in America never takes a day off. Rest in peace, George Floyd, a young man in Minnesota who was um, uh, handcuffed and uh, an officer who was arresting him or had his knee on his neck. And uh, George Floyd uh, passed away, uh, unfortunately. Uh, Minnesota, uh, in the town that they were in, uh, acted quickly and... um, 
you know, fired the officers. But yet again, we have uh, a young back, a young black man who has died at the hands of the police. I'll let you uh, go ahead and take it from here, T. Petty. <sighs> so I stopped watching these videos a long time ago because it's just too much on my psyche. But I did see a still of it. And what was most striking is the casual way that motherfucker had his knee on this man's neck and he was looking dead at the camera. So he knew he was being filmed and he didn't care because he knows that the system will protect him. So yes, the officers, there were four of them have been fired, but I'm sure the FOP is hard at work to get them their jobs back. And I'm waiting for arrests, criminal charges, indictments and convictions. That's what I need to have happen. Absolutely. Uh, same thing as before. I can't breathe. Uh, that's what was said uh, by um, by uh, George Floyd uh, as he was being arrested. Uh, Idris, again, hashtag, we still can't breathe. You know, this is like so troubling. I took a, um, a social media uh, diet on uh, this week. It's really because my son, like he lost my phone. So I ain't had no phone all week and it was a Memorial Day weekend. So I actually, I didn't, I get this story to like much later and I'm, I'm so saddened by it, but it's the same story that keeps replaying over and over again, right? It's the, um, the death of, of black men. And what I'm wondering is like, when is like this country going to realize like this is the modern day lynching? It really is. Or maybe they do realize it and they don't want to do anything about it. Unbelievable. Um, Again, um, the four officers have been fired. Um, You know, there'll be uh, probably FBI investigations and other investigations, but we're just uh, at a point where we're just really sick and tired of this, um, you know, just ridiculousness on uh, unarmed black citizens and deaths uh, by uh, young men of color and, and, and black men uh, at the hands of the police. And we'll see uh, how these uh, developments warrant. All right, uh, so this one also popped off on Memorial Day, right? So Amy Cooper, a white dog owner in Central Park in New York City, was asked by a um, bike rider there, uh, Christian Cooper, no relation, um, to put her dog on a leash. There are clear signs that say dogs must be on a leash in Central Park. Uh, He asked her to do so. Uh, She absolutely went apeshit and called the police on him saying that she was threatened, even though she was threatened in no way, shape or form. Um, they, she went ahead and, and uh, contacted the police. Um, Christian Cooper, who was bird watching, by the way, who knew that black people bird watch, but he was bird watching, by the way, he just went off on his bicycle and Twitter went ahead and um, uh, went ahead and just did its work. They found out who this lady was, identified her as a, I believe a vice president at, Franklin Templeton Investments, this on a Memorial Day. The video was viewed 30 million times. Uh, she uh, was identified. Uh, Franklin Templeton uh, social media blew up. Uh, they had went ahead, I believe, by Monday night, Memorial Day night, said that she was on administrative leave. And by um, the next day, Tuesday, uh, she was let go and Franklin Templeton uh, issued a statement saying that um, they don't condone racism. I, ideally, uh, Christian Cooper's sister, Melody Cooper, I believe is a writer uh, for the CW and other networks, actually put the video on her Twitter account, and that thing just went crazy, and people reacted 
swift and fast on that. Uh, Dries, not sure. I know you're on social media diet, but uh, that's the situation that happened. Um, you know, the bird watcher asked her kindly and nicely to go ahead and put her dog on the leash. She kirked out, called the police on him. He just went away and you know, um, this is what happened. She got fired as a vice president over at Franklin Templeton. So your thoughts on that? I want to know, like, what what was the dog's thought on this? You know, it's like if you if you there with your owner and she do something racist, like, does that automatically make the dog racist as well? And now they and took now, the dog away from her, too, bro. The dog I, was a rescue. And the people from the dog shelter Thank that you. she got the dog from came and got the dog. They said they issued a statement saying we got the dog. The dog is then safe. She was choking the dog while she was on the cops on the call with the cops. So they came and got the dog. They said we got the dog. The dog is safe. That's all we're gonna say about the dog and the owner. So they took the dog back. That's that's what I'm saying. That's that's good because like if you think about that, like you know, it's that dog, right? He was going to have an owner who was out of a job because of racism. You know, racism affects everybody. It affects the black man. He can't even go bird watching. It affects dogs. Like, when white people going to wake up and realize that racism affects everything? Absolutely crazy. T. Petty, your thoughts on hashtag Amy Cooper is is a racist? I have so many thoughts. So, (sighs) again, racism never takes a day off. That lying ass bitch. I'm not sure I understand. Okay, that was my watch. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck that was. Wait, wait, Um, your watch responds to that lying bitch? uh, Clearly. And she said she wasn't sure she understood. So obviously I haven't been wearing my watch enough because I use that all the time. So (laughs) that lying ass bitch, what she was hoping for is what happened to George Floyd. People like her start off mm. shit like that is mm. with somebody being murdered by the police. That's exactly what she was hoping for. You saw what was happening. You saw her choking the shit out of her dog, manufacturing like some barks or yelps or whatever she was trying to do. Mm. You saw her put the fear in her voice like I, as a white woman, am being threatened by an African-American man. I'm just here being innocent. Like, it's the same story. It's the same shit that led to Emmett Till being lynched. Yes. She was her hoping for Chris Cooper to end up being lynched as well. So Man, bird watching while black. That's bird, ridiculous. Bird watching while black. And I did a little research on Mr. Cooper. He is quite the icon. Did y'all know that he was assistant editor of the comic book at Marvel that brought their first superhero out of the closet and the creator of their first lesbian central character? Wow. I did read that. I did read that. Yes. 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 So she actually attacking a black superhero. That's crazy. She's a raggedy bitch. So losing her job and now she's get out giving all these dry ass apologies. And I wasn't trying to harm that man. So continuing to lie, like losing her job is the least of her concerns. I hope they charge her with filing a false police report or something else. Mm-hmm. Them fake tears was just that was the end of it. It's like, can you imagine if you was working Franklin Templeton social media on Memorial Day? You probably didn't have some burgers and some brats, some food and the whole nine yards. You didn't had your drinks and your phone is going off. Bing, 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 bing. Uh, 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 Chad, this is Dave. What's going on? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
oh my God. And you're like, you putting other people to work on a day when they're supposed to have a day off. Well, this little bitty is going to have a lot of days off and uh, we're going to see how those uh, events uh, unravel as well. Okay. Wait, wait, I bet wait, that wait, dog wait. happy, that dog happy to be somewhere else. Yes. He, he's probably telling stories in the kennel about what happened right now. So I got two things, two more things on this. Number one, she was a vice president of whatever department she was at Franklin Templeton Investments. So think about how many careers of black people she has ruined with her racism over the years. Think about that shit. Number one. And number two, somebody went and found the dog's Instagram account. And now they're like, this dog has had all these fake, all these mysterious injuries over however long oh. it's been since she had them. Like, a nail got pulled out. He allegedly got attacked by a pit bull. Like all these clothes shades with death. Munchausen by proxy with a damn dog. That bitch is crazy. She's a menace to society and need her off the streets. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, they will get to the bottom of it. Uh, a, they already got to the bottom of it on the employment side. But B, she hurt that dog. She will have PETA and the rest of America on her ass. But well, you know, again, white America cares more about dogs than black people. So that, that is somewhat true. That is somewhat true. All right. So look, you know how we do it, right? We're gonna go rapid fire style. We got a lot of things we're gonna get to on this tenth episode. So I'm gonna go quickly. You guys uh, just give me your quick reactions on this. Uh, the videotaper in the Ahmad Arbery uh, case has been arrested and charged with murder. T. Petty, your thoughts on that? Good. Him and that dumbass haircut he got, along with his stupid lawyer. Uh, have y'all seen him? Not not good. He looks like um, the crocodile hunter and um, somebody else had a baby. It just They look <laughs> like their parents are brother and sister. Wow. All of them. Oh. They all do. Um, but it's like Mork from Ork. <laughs> <laughs> what I think will probably happen is that he'll get off because over he was overcharged. Yeah. Unless you can have like a lesser included offense. You know, I keep up on my law and order stuff. So I hope he's punished because he precipitated that bullshit just as much as those other uh, window lickers that got arrested. And you know who else needs to be arrested? They're the sister, daughter, whatever she is, of the people that actually murdered that man because she posted a body of his of him. She posted a picture of his body on Snapchat. Wow! They're all crazy as hell. Wow, Modern day that. lynchings. Modern day lynchings is all this shit is. Wow, Adris, uh, developments in the Ahmad Arbery case. Man, I heard about the arrest. I was on a Zoom call with um, some my wife and some other friends. And we heard about it and we kind of did a quick celebration. It's like, yes, like they, they arrested that joke. It's like, yeah, he, he deserved to be arrested. But then like we got somber like a minute later. It's like, oh, yeah, it's probably not going to happen from it. You know, because we've seen it happen time and time again. So, um, you know, I'm glad they, they arrested him. They charged him. But like, I, you know, I have serious doubts about like if he'll get any real time because of it. Look, they're going to work them. Y'all seen um, First 48, right? They're going to be like, we got you. We got you. We got neighborhood cameras. We saw everything you did. If you want to save yourself, you want a deal, they're going to work his ass. And he's going to break. And he's going to rat those two out because he don't look like he would do good in jail. He might get uh, lesser charges or, you know, might get some uh, community service. Might have to go into the witness protection program. But the mm-hmm. two real perpetrators, they're they going to work this guy that they just arrested, this third guy, and they're going to get some results from that. So we'll see what's up. Um, episode nine, y'all. Did not did we not say two in our letter to 
President Barack Obama for Joe Biden not to do anything stupid until January 21st. Uh, he appeared, uh, the presumptive Democratic presidential candidate appeared on The Breakfast Club with Charlemagne the God and okay. said, quote, uh, black voters who aren't already supporting him ain't black, end quote. Adris, your thoughts on Joe who needs help? First of all, is Joe Biden still alive? I hadn't heard from him forever. And then all of a sudden you go on The Breakfast Club and then you become the 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 kind of yardstick for blackness. Like how you position yourself like that? That's that's just terrible campaigning. I don't know who their campaign manager is, but they had to be flipping out when he said that. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's like um I don't think he his people really understood the gravity and the heft of the breakfast program, of uh, the Breakfast Club program. It's on TV, it's also on radio, it's a podcast as well, one of the most highest ranked podcasts out there. And um I, I just don't know who is who his advisors are. T Petty, uh Uncle Joe, and your thoughts on who he really needs to have in terms of a strong VP candidate if he's gonna have any chance to win this thing. So everybody knows that Joe Biden is prone to gaffes. We can't forget about him saying in 2008 how Barack Obama was uh, articulate. I, I listened to the clip and it was clear that he was joking. However, white people need to understand what their lane is. You don't joke like that. You don't say shit like that. Um, but unfortunately, because of the primary process, we are stuck voting between two old-ass white men once again. And Joe Biden saying that shit, offensive as it was, is nowhere near as bad as Trump with Stiltskin. So give me Joe Biden a million times over Trump, period. Um, problematic as he is. And who the vice presidential candidate should be? Definitely not Amy Klobuchar. God, no. Um, Can't nobody even pronounce that. I just did. I know, but we're talking <laughs> about if people had to pass reading tests in certain places in this country to read the ballot, they'd, they'd be like Chuck Knobloch, who's a baseball player. Be like, oh, that's you. He's running for vice president. I'm going to vote for him. People can't. No, man. Right. They, they can't say that. They can't so say that. So the reason she's being touted is because they say that she will help him carry the Midwest vote. Midwest, aka white. I am so tired of that bullshit. Like, are and, you? And T-Pet, it's it's white women. It is white women. Well, you can't count on those motherfuckers anyway. Fifty three percent of them voted for Donald Trump. So exactly. instead of trying to appeal to those bitches, why don't you appeal to the people who are naturally inclined to vote for you in the first fucking place? How about that? They need to hire me. There you go. All right, advice. It's, it's, it's problematic on so many levels. Like, um. They're doing the, um, you know, primaries in, in my state right now. Everything is by mail. So I have the ballot. You know, I was looking at it today and, you know, it had Joe Biden's name there and it had, you know, the delegates to the to the convention and, and all of that. And man, it's it's hard to fill out that bubble. I'm going to fill it out. But it's like it's, it's reluctantly filling it out. It's not joyfully or gleefully filling it out for Joe Biden. Well, in this way. Democrats and those leaning that way need to be more like Republicans. So there's a saying, Democrats fall in love, Republicans fall in line. And that's just what has to happen. 
So get him in office and then he needs to be pushed to the left on the policies that we want. So from his vice presidential candidate to whoever's influencing him, his cabinet appointments, uh, flip the Senate, maintain the House. All that shit has to happen in order to have a chance to think about reversing the damage of the past three and a half years. And it's still going to take generations to fix. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. Again, um, that's on the uh, Democratic side. Uh, your main man, Cheeto45, is threatened to pull out of Charlotte, where the Republican National Convention is supposed to be, I believe, in August, saying that if the governor, who has said that there will be some shelter in place or some modifications on, you know, large groups, that the uh, mm-hmm. convention may need to be canceled. Um, he's saying that uh, if the governor can't assure that, he'll go ahead and pull out of Charlotte and relocate the uh, Republican National Convention elsewhere. Your thoughts on that, uh, Idris? Man, go ahead and pull it out. I wouldn't even want them in my city or state anyway, especially if, you, if you're if not trying to abide by social distancing rule. Like if you're already starting to bully people, then you know they ain't going to pay attention to no social distancing rules. Exactly. So like, you just need to go ahead and, and let it go right now. Just let it go. Yep. I can't think of a more perfect storm for the Rona than a bunch of those disease, non-leg washing motherfuckers descending. How many are they expecting? 50,000 people? That's uh, the same arena, I think, that uh, fits where the Charlotte uh, Hornets yeah. play at. So uh, you're talking with hotels and, and all other stuff in the merrymaking and media as well. Easily 50,000 to 100,000 people. Nothing but a giant ass petri dish for them to descend from the various parts of the country, mix all that shit up. Not to mention all the uh, the sex industry that follows these kind of conventions. So they all going to be exchanging fluids of some type or another all week. And then the return to their little corners of the country where they continue to spread their pestilence. So can't both of the conventions need to be canceled. It's just not safe. Absolutely. And you know, Charlotte, Charlotte ain't that big, not downtown Charlotte, like the the kind of, you know, downtown area. It is like, imagine all those people there with the Rona, just spreading it around. Breathing like you on just each other. Breathing yeah. on each other, touching each other. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the whole state, it, it, it'll skyrocket the Corona cases in the whole state of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And when they go back home, wherever yeah. they're spread, just like those people that went to uh, the beaches in Florida. They went back home and did what? Spread it far and wide. You come on a plane, spread the road on the plane, it's on your shoes through the airport, into your Uber, take uh, a ride downtown, in the hotel, in the convention hall, all the restaurants, then you take it back, the mixing of the Rona, back on the same cars, back on the same rail cars, back on the same planes that you came from. Nasty, nasty, nasty. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 10th episode of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. I'm your host, Nookie Bishop Jr. With me, is Adrice Elbow and T Petty. You can find us on Instagram at the Digital Gumbo. You can find us on Twitter at the Digital Gumbo and email the show. Let us know your thoughts. The Digital Gumbo at gmail.com. The Digital Gumbo at gmail.com. Don't you ever come up out the cracks and try to tell me how to get it popping, really? Way too motherfucking educated to be spending any time just talking with me. Many people waiting on me in the lobby, time to board a bus and get it in. $100,000 conversation with investors telling me they want it in. Now some women from around the way always call me when they get Okay, y'all, we're going to ramp it up. We got uh, a few more um, items we're going to go through. Okay, so um, 
Zoom fixed their glitch. Episode nine, we had to do some <laughs> audio magic. They fixed their glitch. Uh, church services were disrupted and people were upset. Let me tell you a quick story. I used to work at a public access TV station and we used to air the mass from the diocese every weekday, Monday through Friday, and then off day on Saturday, and then they aired it on Sunday. So one day the tape was late. It was a snowstorm or a technical glitch, and we couldn't get the mass on the air, and those people were upset, lit up the phone lines. One lady literally told me, where is the goddamn mass? <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. She was really upset. But anyway, the church services got disrupted. Everybody was upset. Um, and, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see, hopefully haven't had any problems with zoom since, so we're good to go. But, uh, more importantly, uh, some churches in areas that, um, have had shelter in place lifted, they've opened and since closed as multiple parishioners and, uh, members, uh, of the churches have tested positive for coronavirus. And of course, Cheeto 45, quote unquote, demanded that all churches and houses of worship be open. T. Petty. This is an edict that this man threw down that he can't even enforce. What's up with that? Why would anybody listen to the devil about opening up church? He can shut the fuck up, period. Period. Amen. We know he does, Amen. He does not care about church. When has his bitch ass set foot in a church? Wasn't it a funeral? Preach. Somebody died. And what he happened? fell asleep. And he of fell asleep. Because he he's a goddamn heathen. It's a wonder he ain't burst into flames as soon as he crossed the threshold. So to hell with him. But let's talk about these people being upset because they can't have church service. It's almost like they don't read their Bible. Where one or two are gathered in my name, hide the word in your heart. They some goddamn heathens too. All of them. Mm-hmm. All of them. So, you know, I attend Bedside Baptist every Sunday. I have been doing so with my family during the duration of the Rona. We have prayer, Sunday school, all that stuff right on Zoom. If you can't have it, hop on a phone call, pray, meditate, but you don't get mad to technology and ask where the goddamn mass is. Would Jesus approve of that? I don't think so. (laughs) Reverend Idris Elbo, your thoughts on e-church and church and Corona and gathering and the whole nine yards. I, I just have a religious joke. Oh, Lord. oh boy. Okay. So, we so, just talking about heathens? <laughs> no, this is a good one. Okay. Yeah. What kind of car was in the Bible? Oh, my God. What kind of car was a in Corolla? the Bible? Nope. I have no idea. I'm not involved in this. It was a Honda. They, kind of, they said <laughs> all the disciples came together in one accord. Oh, there it is. There it is. I like Heathens. that. I Do like that. not address your email to uh, Idris Elbow with a little bit of ash on the elbow. Not to TK. Hey, hey, we need, to, we need to actually get um, a nonprofit license for digital gumbo, and we can be a church. We can actually oh, you know what? <laughs> do collections. Black Jesus, I am not a part of this. Forgive them, Lord. They know not what they do. Don't say they. I didn't say that. Well, I'm going to tell you, why is people mad? Because like the Zoom outage was like all audio. So you can actually still see the church service going on. You can see like the video. It was like the audio was, was like just hard to kind of hear. And if you got your Bible, won't you just like read along with it? You don't need the words. Just read along with the Bible. Or That's all you got to do. Just called in. Exactly. People just want to be mad. It's not about church. It's about them controlling something, period. 
as always. Unbelievable. All right, let's move on, y'all. Uh, Representative Darren Bailey of Illinois was voted off the floor of the Illinois legislature by a vote of 81 to 27. Why? He refused to wear a mask. Everybody in the legislature was wearing a mask, but not Darren Bailey. They had to get the bailiff and the security to get him the hell up out of there. T. Petty. Good. If you can't follow the rules, get your ass up out of the paint, Darren. They should have arrested him, too. Mm. Like, what is your, what is your purpose? <laughs> Adrice, no mask, Darren, what you think? Ma- masks are quickly becoming the political litmus test of, like, what side you stand on from the political social spectrum. And so people, like, who don't wear masks, they lean on the side of, like, let's open up the country. You can't take away my freedom. You can't tell me what to do. I call the police on you for bird watching. It all lines up on that side with no mask. And that's what, what people do. And it, from, the, from the president to the vice president, you see that even president of the United States during a pandemic, it's like, I'm not going to wear masks. But you tell the whole other country that they need to do that. So it's just, it's just, it's just a, a, a litmus test, a, a, bird, a, a, a dog whistle. It's, that's all it is. Oh, you know what? I want to say something about that. So you notice how all those blue lives matter motherfuckers, how quick they changed their tune when they realized the police were enforcing these uh, either social distancing or not allowing them to storm the Capitol buildings with their assault rifles, how they turned on them. That's how we know it wasn't about police or anything. It was about keeping black folks in their place. And in this case, it's just about them not being wanted to be told what to do and how everything is oppression. They're comparing wearing a mask to slavery. They are delusional, and they are menaces to society, all of them. Speaking of which, uh, Franklin County, Ohio, the health officials there, they issued an apology after urging African-Americans to um, not wear gang-affiliated face coverings or other gang symbolism uh, that uh, mm-hmm. could elicit deeply stereotypes. Oh, so, my God. So Franklin County is where Columbus, the state capital, is located. Uh, I will let you take the floor uh, first on this, Idris Elbow. So you mean to tell me they can't wear that red handkerchief because they might be affiliated with the Bloods? <laughs> like, what, like, what kind of sense that make? Or you can't wear a blue handkerchief? In Franklin County, Ohio. You, you might be associated with the Crips. <laughs> oh my God, that's like that's ridiculous. Yes, they issued a warning and they had to pull it back and apologize. We know those apologies don't mean shit. It's like somebody sat in a meeting and approved that. T. Petty, you're in corporate America. Um, how does some shit like this get approved? Because there is nobody in the room making those decisions. That's not white. Mm, period mm, mm. because had one black person been in there like a real black person like us not like a black person like what's that oh i almost caught him out of his name what's that fool's name that's attorney general what's his name jerome sergeant black- general yeah him yes yeah, sergeant general yes, yes so a real black person like us and not like jerome was not in the room to say y'all this is some bullshit Mm-hmm. This is not a good idea. Not only were there no black people, there were no white people with either the sense or the courage to tell them that this was a dumbass idea. I'm over it. You know what? This is like, um, I bet you they, they thought like all black people wearing like a handkerchief or a mask 
that was like gang affiliated and probably every Hispanic Latino person that was I'm wearing a mask. There's probably MS 13. MS 13. This is like crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. We're going to uh, flip it real quick right here. I got the rat report for y'all. Y'all ready? All right. First, I got a rat story. You, you too, said so. rat report. Rat report. R-A-T. R-A-T. Yes. Okay, I got one too. So let's see if we got the same one. Okay, first and foremost, the CDC has said uh, super rats are just not in New York. That as the shelter in place and restaurants continue to have a downslide in business and many restaurants closing, more aggressive rats are coming out throughout the country. Also, Chuck E. Cheese is out here selling the same pizzas from Chuck E. Cheese on DoorDash as Squally's. Pizza and wings. If you look it up, if you have it in your town, a Chuck E. Cheese and Pasquale's Pizza and Wings, it's the same address, but they're selling Chuck E. Cheese pizza as Pasquale's Pizza and Wings. Pasquale was part of the musical band at Chuck E. Cheese and was riding with Chuck E. Cheese. They got together and formed a band, Pasquale's Pizza and Wings. People was pissed that they was paying top dollar for some Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Um, What do y'all think about the Super Rats? being everywhere, more and more communities in America, and Chuck E. Cheese fronting on DoorDash as Pasquale Pizza and Wings. Go ahead, Adrice. <laughs> <laughs> That's all y'all got is laughter. <laughs> I'm going to wait. Because hey. you got kids that are Chuck E. Cheese prime age, so I'm going to wait. <laughs> Look, Chuck E. Cheese is the original super rat. He is gangster <laughs> with that. You know, first of all, like he take all your money with with bad pizza and cheap games and he take all your money. And he give you these like little paper tickets that you then take to a little store that you spend twenty dollars getting the getting the, the, the tokens and you get these paper tickets and then you get a two cent little toy. So Chuck E. Cheese is the original super rat that's going around here. He's not racketeering. He's ratateering. How about that? <laughs> T. Petty, tell me your rat story. So the rat story I have is, so we've been talking about these aggressive rats, right? Mm-hmm. Listen, they are forming rat armies. Oh, shit. So it was some rat armies taken to the streets in New Orleans, and they got to scrapping with each other. It was like, the Crips and the Bloods meeting on the streets of New Orleans in rat form because it's not wow. enough food. No, restaurants are not throwing out food. So they just like are resorting to each rat for himself or each rat gang wow. for itself. And they are like knucking and bucking in these streets. Mm-hmm. So we all need to be careful. Damn. And Chuck E. Cheese, y'all know I stopped taking my child there around the time she turned four because I was determined that it was a portal to hell. Mm -hmm. And that has been confirmed by them selling that nasty as whatever form of pizza it is that they sell to with nasty, (laughs) just Chuck E. Cheese is disgusting and it needs to be shut down. Period. Mm -hmm. How can you just change your name like that from Chuck E. Cheese to Pasquale's? (laughs) Isn't that like a legal have they like, been selling the same pizza all the time? I don't know. I, Pasquale's is allegedly a different entity allegedly. as Chuck E. Cheese. But if Chuck E. Cheese is closed and Pasquale's open, 
The answer is right there in front of us. Okay, listen, y'all know I had a little extra time during the pandemic, right? No, do not. That sounds like trouble. So I went to the nearest big city, nearest me, Baltimore, Maryland, and I was out here in them streets, and I actually had an interview with an aggressive rat. Uh, I just got a quick audio clip. Would y'all like to hear the audio clip? No. (laughs) You you recorded your encounter with this super rat. Super rat scared the shit out of me. You want to hear a little bit? (laughs) Yeah, I think I want to hear that. All right, here well, we go. I vote me every time, so go ahead. All right, so uh, in closing, Mr. Rat, uh, do you have anything you'd like to tell the Digital Gumbo listeners? Ah, see, yeah. You got something to tell these motherfuckers out in the streets. Nah, we out here surviving. Nah, see, the restaurants is closed and no scraps. I got to feed my family. Nah, you coming out here with this poison and these rat traps. We're going to go right around it, see? Nah, I'm out here. And that cheese don't mean shit, see? Nah, because I'm going to feed my family by any cheese necessary. Nah, okay? <laughs> so dig that, you dig? How, how old shout was out, this rat? Was this rat born out, in like the 1900s? Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Mickey Mouse. You see, and did, Chuck did, Cheese. Did, did, did he move from Chicago? Like, was he like, I, I didn't know. I was like a Chicago gangster? I didn't know rats had Cockney accents. That's crazy. He must have been European or something. People might have been with the bubonic plague, but we're going to go ahead and move on. Um, Other uh, news, we're psychic on this podcast. Episode nine, we talked about the goats in San Diego. We said that um, Idris would pick off one of these goats. Ed, a Nigerian baby goat, was kidnapped in Baltimore but safely returned to its owner. Craziness. T. Petty, they out here kidnapping goats in Baltimore. How do we know the goat from, was from Nigeria? Yeah. The, they have different species of goats. This owner specifically had Nigerian goats. Yes. <sighs> I yes. don't understand. Like, why are we kidnapping goats? Are people bored? Like, what are they going to use the goat for? Where do you keep a goat if you live in Baltimore? I guess they got like a large backyard or something like that. It looked, appeared when I saw the video to be on a residential street. But yes, <laughs> they had the uh, the baby goat. It was a mama goat and a daddy goat. They put wanted posters up for it, offered a reward and everything. The, Ni- the Nigerian baby goat was returned the next day. They were saying that if the goat baby didn't have a chance to bond with his mother, that the baby could die if it was away from his mom. Oh, so the thieves returned the goat. They returned the goat safely, yes. So, and the Nigerian baby goat was returned. <laughs> Drees, Baltimore. Hide your husband, hide your wife. They're kidnapping everybody. <laughs> they kidnapping, oh, kidnapping. But seriously, on a serious note, have you ever had baby goat? It is so tender. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, what? No. Oh, my God. The way you said that was <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> we need to you know, you know, somebody stole that goat. They was about to, they was about to kill and eat that goat. Mm-hmm. That's why they took that goat. But then why did they bring it back if it was just going to die without its mother anyway? Because <laughs> because people started like putting out wanted posters for a goat, and you don't want that. That's the last thing you want to do time for. How you going to be in prison and somebody asks you what you in jail for? I stole uh, stealing a baby goat. <laughs> like you, you, you don't want to go to jail for that. So that's why they returned it. Mm-mm. Really mm. quickly, the uh, interview with the baby, Ed, the baby goat's dad, Billy, would have went a little something like this. Oh my God. 
Nah, this is Billy. I'm Ed's daddy. You sons of bitches tried to kidnap my son. I see you out here in these streets. I'm going to kick your ass. Shout out to Michael Jordan and Tom Brady, two real goats. <laughs> goats. Peace. To nah. All the other goats. <laughs> he, he probably go get the super rats. They probably form a posse. Go look, for, look for the baby goat. Well, the goats and the rats all sound alike, so well, I don't understand what's they happening. They cousins. They, they cousins. might be related. <laughs> might be related. Um, really quickly, on brand for 2017, the 17-year cicadas are coming this summer, T. Petty. Uh, so I'm not, I mean, this just what this year is about. So I just want to say that the last time the cicadas were hatched or whatever the fuck they do, I was living in the Midwest and my poor baby who was, oh, must've been around 11, 10 or 11, almost killed herself running from cicadas. So I just want everybody to be safe. Uh, Don't run in the streets in front of city buses. If you see some cicadas, they are disgusting and they make an annoying noise, but they cannot hurt you. So everybody just take it easy. But your black ass should be in a house anyway, so you shouldn't even have that problem. There it is. Uh, Adrice, the cicadas is ready. Stay home. Safer at home. Correct. Um, Adrice, the cicadas is ready to party like it's 2003. Your thoughts? (laughs) Man, cicadas, that's just a fancy word for locusts. It's like one of the plagues. It's on brand for 2020. We're about to have an infestation of locusts. And watch, it's going to be the worst year for cicadas. Like, you think (laughs) it's just going to be a normal year for cicadas? They're going to probably eat all the crops. You know, <laughs> flying to people's houses. They're probably gonna gonna team up with the um, what do you call the murder hornets? <laughs> we throwing block parties. <laughs> it's like ain't nobody around. They social distancing. The super rats, the murder hornets, the cicadas, all out there mixing, chilling. Well, maybe they'll attack the GOP convention and solve that problem for us too. That would be crazy. Yeah, we can only hope. <laughs> Listen to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. This is our tenth episode, joined uh, by T. Patty and Adris Elbow. Okay, you guys, so we're going to go ahead and I'll whip through some quick items and let me get your thoughts on this. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, and other companies have said to their workers, stay at home until at least 2021. Also, um, epidemiologists are saying that because buildings have been shuttered up, at least buildings that have been closed, that their HVAC systems, uh, heating, venting, uh, heating mm-hmm. ventilation, and air conditioning uh, has not been working, and their water, you know, like no toilets have been flushing, no one's been washing their hands, no one's been using the water to uh, water the grass, that Legionnaire's disease uh, can oh, fuck. Uh, can uh, go ahead and impact um, the water supply and the air supply in buildings. Legionnaire's disease, deadly, uh, once built in, uh, once breathed in, so that's crazy. So I guess my question to y'all, is the office dead at this point? Um, especially given a, you know, they're telling people to stay at home and be these other infectious diseases that might come about because these uh, buildings haven't been fired up for months. I'll go ahead and take uh, your thoughts on that T. Petty. So the office is dead for me. Your girl is not going back until 2021 at the earliest. So I hadn't thought about the aspect of goddamn Legionnaire's disease 
But just being in that first wave of people that go back, mm-mm, hard pass, no thank you. So everybody just needs to stay at home for the duration. And I think that what is going to happen is that the whole model of working in an office is changed forever as a result of this. So I don't know what we're going to do with all these commercial buildings we have in our area and how that's going to affect the economies and stuff, but things are not going to be the same. Mm. Adrice, your thoughts on that? Okay. My thing with the company saying like, you ain't got to come back. Like you ain't ever got to come back. You know what? I think they figured out that people can go elsewhere to work right now and they can't do nothing about it. And that's, they trying to retain those employees. Just think about it. If you work for Google or you work for Twitter you can work for anybody. Like you have three, you can have three jobs. And what are they gonna do about it? If you're working on the side, if you're doing something else. So I think this is their they're grasping at like we about to lose massive amounts of people. We gotta figure out some way to kind of keep them here. And they just say like you can work for home forever. Guess what? I could do that anyway. <laughs> I I can have two, three, four, five employers if I want to. I ain't got to be in the office no more. I think this is this is like the decade of the worker, of the employee, where they got well, choice. They can do whatever they want to. They can go wherever they want to. Their skills is valuable. And you've been working virtually now. You can work virtually forever. So you're going to hand out these fake GEDs and consult <laughs> for your main gig, and then you're going to have a side hustle all from the house. No, I'm, I'm going to have three main, main jobs. <laughs> I'm going to be working full-time for all of them, but not really. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, all right. All right, listen, I'm going to give you all this four-pack. Uh, Pier 1, once the pandemic is over, plans to permanently close all stores. Uh, Hertz has filed for bankruptcy. People during the pandemic are not renting cars. Uber has laid off 3,000 people at their corporate offices. And Victoria's Secret is going to close 250 stores. Draws stock is at an all-time low. Adrice, pick one of those stories and tell me your thoughts on that. Pier 1 to close, Victoria's Secret closing 250 stores, Hertz filed for bankruptcy, Uber lays off 300 corporate workers, 3,000 corporate workers. First of all, Pier 1 is always closing. I've never seen a Pier 1 store that wasn't going out of business. So that's that's one. <laughs> now, for, for Uber, like, how you how you, like, lay off, like, you know, like gig employees. Like, that don't even make no sense. How you going to even lay off gig employees? Well, they laying off the people at the headquarters. Well, they should have been gig people, too. Like, if you got other people that says gig people driving cars around, why you got other employees here and they getting benefits? And then your other employees don't get no benefits. That don't yeah. even make no sense. That's a whole All right, well, what's the other one? What was the other one? Uh, we said um, Hertz filed for bankruptcy. And Hertz, they, they need to be bankrupt. I wouldn't get in a, a Hertz car if it wasn't a pandemic. It looked like they carry infections. I wouldn't I wouldn't even shop at Hertz. I wouldn't get in a car from Hertz. And what was the other one? What was the last one? That was it. Okay, all right. Victoria's Secret in the draws. 250 stores are going to close. Listen, women is not putting on no sexy draws right now. Mm-mm. They is not they is not investing in sexy draws. You lucky they wearing bras right now. Because from what I hear, like women, they, they don't want to even wear no bras no more. Because they at home, they can be free. 
They ain't, they ain't got to like put all that stuff on. Yeah, Victoria's Secret is going out of business. Can I weigh in on this as the yes. only woman on the podcast? T. Patty, save us. So, <laughs> Victoria's Secret sells more than sexy draws, bruh. Thank you very much. All right, T. name Patty. one thing they sell that's not sexy draws. Uh, name one thing, T. Patty. Draws in and of themselves are not sexy. They sell regular panties, thongs. Like Thongs is not regular panties? Yes, it is. That's what you okay. It's all draws to me. We're not gonna get into it because that ain't none of y'all business. However, I will say that your girl will be stocking up at Victoria's Secret for my draws. Thank you very much. I hear that. Okay, T Petty, I got a question for you. As the only lady on the panel, um, ladies' draws, um, (laughs) would you guest a venture that you know it's supposed to be a one day to one pair of draws or seven to seven, whatever ratio you want to put on? Are women wearing less than a one-to-one day of the week to pair of draws or more or less than a one-to-one pair of draws per day a week? All right, let me let me answer that. Oh, First no. of all, that is a man that is a man question. That is a man question. Because that is a man only a man would ask ask that question. Oh yeah, only a man would ask. Oh, only a man would ask that question. Okay, well, yes, that is a man question. Okay, I'm going to give you the answer. As someone who has observed women both within my own demographic and those outside of my demographic, and it depends on what kind of woman you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So there are some of us, a.k.a. those of us who wash our legs in the shower, who change our drawers every day. Okay. And there are others who are content to marinate in their drawers juice for several days at a time. Oh, no. No, no, no. So, but again, those are the same people who weren't clean in the first goddamn place. Okay. So if your bra was dirty before, she's doubly dirty now. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that insight. Uh, Sir, I hesitate (laughs) to go to you, but commando one-to-one or less than one-to-one, what do you think is happening with the draws ratio, draw stock, et cetera, in America during the pandemic? Be careful. My my rule is you never wear a dirty pair of drawers. If you face between a dirty pair of drawers and commando, you go commando. There it is. You You don't wear no dirty drawers. That that is offensive to like all my upbringing is wearing dirty drawers. (laughs) That story is like, boy, don't put put on no dirty drawers. You can get in an accident. What if you get in an accident and you have on dirty drawers? No dirty drawers. Well, I hope that is a rule for men and women. Thank you very much. There it is. All right, y'all. Uh, sexy draws can lead to births, childbirths. U.S. childbirths in 2019 set a 35-year low. Uh, T. Petty, in 2020, will there be more, less, or the same number of births as we had setting that 35-year low in 2019? Oh what do you think is going to happen in 2020? Well, you know, that is an interesting question. I think it depends on how people handle stress, right? So if you are a person who handles stress by perhaps engaging in some risky sexual activity, then you might be more prone to knock somebody up at this point in time. If you are observing social distancing and you don't have a quarantine bay, then, I mean, your opportunities are not looking real good for 2020. You might not get no ass at all, let alone enough ass to end up getting pregnant. Mm. Um, 
I don't know. It's an interesting question. I think probably we will see for those who are locked down or have a corn bay, you might see some more birth than expected, especially since they are making abortions harder to get during this pandemic. Uh, and you're also going to see a record number of breakups and divorces. I hear that. I hear that. Okay, Adrice, uh 35-year low for births in 2019. More, less, or the same number of births for 2020 in the U.S.? I think it's going to be a wash, and here's why. So the people who are together who don't have kids, they're probably going to, like, make some babies because I ain't got nothing to do. They bored. They having a lot of sex. They thinking about like what would it be to have a family? They're gonna they're gonna try to have kids or bring kids into it. Mm-hmm. Now, all those families who have a kid that could potentially have another kid, they been like, hell no, <laughs> we have no more goddamn kids. I think that's what they're gonna say. So I think it's gonna be a wash. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say it's gonna be more. And ladies. Y'all need to watch out for these cats. They call hobo sexual. H O O sexual. Hobo sexual. They might be outdoors or they ain't got a place to stay or they didn't got on they whatever side piece's nerve or whatever. And she kick him out. And he might I never sling, heard of that term. Hobo. He might sexual. sling the D. He might sling the D. And I've been warning people about hobo sexuals for years. That's how never I know you don't be listening. You don't be listening to me. Homosexuals, protect yourselves, ladies. Correct. Homosexuals might be out there slinging that D and they just trying to get a place to stay. And that hot shower that he take after the D, it might be one of many showers that he takes until he finds a new place or gets a new job or something. So be on the lookout for the homosexuals. But I digress. Okay. Um, NASA is looking for candidates to live in isolation for eight months to study the effects of what spending time just by yourself does to astronauts, and they're doing this in conjunction with Russia. T. Petty, eight months in isolation. They're paying candidates to do that and to participate in this study. Would you do it? How much money would it be? They can pay me. I'm doing it right now. Well, kind of. (laughs) I mean, are we not all isolated to some degree or another right now? It's true. So, hell, pay us. Eight months. I mean, listen. This would help solve the unemployment problem, right? Yeah, it's true. It's a job. I mean, it's, it's a, job. a job. And clearly it's going to be steady because we're going to be locked down until 2021 at this rate. Mm. So go Facts. ahead and pay us regular citizens. Facts. We can talk about it. Sir, I don't even want to imagine what type of salary you would command for some shit like this. Eight months isolation to help NASA. How much would it take for you to participate in the study? Nookie, they already started the experiment and they paying you $1,200 to be in isolation. That's, <laughs> that's what that is right there. So I'm going to turn down that job because $1,200 ain't enough money. That's like a stimulus check to be in isolation for eight months. That's some bullshit. <laughs> that's all we getting. Did, have they talked any more about giving you any more money? No. They talked about it, but it's not going to pass the Senate, so no. $1,200. They already started the experiment. That's they got all, all, all of America. Well, what are they paying? And, like, are you isolated, like, nobody to talk to? Can you, like, yeah. call? Like, what, what's the parameters? 
it's like I think it's like an isolation chamber. It may have a bathroom shower, that type of thing, but you're in there by yourself. You'll get your meals in the whole nine yards, but you can't talk to talk with anybody, no phone, no social media, no computer. You're just in there for eight months and they want to see how uh isolation might freak you out and apply those lessons learned uh to uh the space station and in conjunction with Russian cosmonauts, astronauts, whatever they call it. Let, let me say this. Let me say this. Now there is a direct correlation here with like going into like solitary confinement in prison. Mm. So we lock people up in solitary confinement all the time, every day for like months and months on end. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden we say like, Oh, we don't know the effects of isolation. And we want to study this by astronauts. Yet we are doing it as common practice in prisons. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. True. Mm-hmm. So do y'all think that isolation, like how we implement it in uh, solitary confinement situations, is that cruel and unusual punishment? I, I think it is. I think against the backdrop of this study, I mean, even prisoners that are on, uh, so, in solitary confinement get out for an hour a day to exercise, see other people, those types of things, but not to see any people and be totally um, sensory deprived for eight months on end. Um, y'all haven't seen them episodes of the Twilight Zone. The people be going crazy. So how much are they paying? Yeah, it's, it's got to be minimum six figures to start with for eight months. So. But even if if they give you six figures and you crazy, it don't (laughs) don't make no difference. What you going to do, like eat it? You're going to eat six figures? Like you can't enjoy six figures if you gone crazy. Now that is, that's a true fact. I need more information about this. The flip side of that is, is that you probably sign away your $100,000 once you're done with the study, just in case you do go crazy or have a power of attorney or a proxy. The other thing is, if you go into isolation for eight months, maybe, just maybe, this whole fucking pandemic will be over by the time you come out of there. But that's that's something to think about. All right, you're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. This is Nookie Bishop Jr. joined by T. Petty and Idris Elbow. We're about to take it home for the home stretch, y'all. Here we go. Um, A Canadian man circumnavigated the globe. He didn't have any uh, other radio, no radio contact, no computers, no social media, nothing. He came back and completed his trip, and they had to tell him about the pandemic. He was like, what's going on? Saw the people with the masks and whole nine yards, and they had to break it down to him. Idris, you emerged from circumnavigating the globe to the pandemic. To that, you say what? I said, I'm going right back out. I was like, I, 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 I'm going to do this again. Like, I like I leave and the whole world just fall apart. It's like that. That go to show you right there that like people like we we don't need technology. You think we need it? It's something that like is required to live and be a human being. It is not. This man circumnavigated the whole entire globe. And they kind of made it back, and the world fell fell apart, and like he was okay. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's great. That's a that's a wonderful story of just how like you can live your life and be who you are, and kind of go about your way, even if the whole world is falling apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
uh, uh, T. Petty, uh, Rip Van Winkle went around the globe, came back. It was a pandemic. What do you think? Um, I would imagine that would be quite disorienting. But if he navigated around the world, however long that took, and he's straight, he probably is like, well, let me just go back to doing what I was doing because this is bullshit and I don't want to be a part of it. And I can't really be mad at him. I'm with that. I think I would get, I would agree with uh, Adrice. I get right back in that boat and be like, all right, see y'all in another year. And might as well. Exactly. He's probably safer. Exactly. T. Petty, FC Korea. My thing is, like, would they give him, like, the money for being in isolation? <laughs> Could he get paid for that? Like, like, I've been in isolation for a year. Can you give me that money? Man. <laughs> I'll go and check it out. If the isolation space is a little bit bigger or as big as the boat, might as well, bro. You done did it already. That's I mean, a very... Might as well. Exactly. T. Petty, FC Korea, football club. Korea uh, issued an apology and they were fined $84,000 for dressing up sex dolls and putting them in the stands at their matches. So um, there are no fans allowed at these games. They had some cardboard cutouts and they filled them in the stands, but somebody over there had the bright idea to, again, uh, listen to episode nine. These weren't blow up bitches. These were actually real sex dolls and they put jeans on them like they was taking them on a date and they sprinkled the sex dolls in the crowd, they had to apologize. T. Petty, uh, sex dolls at Korean football matches. Should they have had to apologize, yes or no? Apologize to who? For what? Some of their fans uh, and supporters were offended by the sex dolls being in the stands. Why? Was somebody fucking them at the time? Like, what difference does it make? No, I think they- the real question we need to ask is, how and why do they have so many sex dolls on hand that they could feel some stadium with them even like every other seat or like every 10 seats that's a lot of damn sex dolls yeah it was like 15 to 25 sex dolls so in the camera angles that would be able where fans would normally be they just wanted to look like there were some people in the stands and they pump in fake music but they had about two dozen of these sex dolls in the stands and and people just lost their shit over there how did they know they were sex dolls if they were just panning the camera on them i have a lot of questions about what's happening here i think Maybe mm. it was some freaks that was watching the football match. Right. Shit, so why are you mad? Why are exactly. you mad? They're displaying something you got at the crib right now. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Adrice, sex dolls dressed up at the football matches in Korea. All right. The problem I have with this is like you trying to pretend like you didn't know they were sex dolls. That's my issue with it. So I'm with T-Petty. Like if you put them up there, fine. But don't be trying to front like you didn't know they were sex dolls when you ordered them. Now, I can understand, like, why you would, you know, select sex dolls if you're trying to put them up. Like, sex dolls, they go in all kind of positions. They can have <laughs> their hands up. They can, like, do the wave. They can, they can like, you know, do all kind of stuff. So it kind of makes sense. If you're going you're gonna to put something up in a stadium, you want the most maneuverable kind of dolls and lifelike dolls that you got. But the issue I had, too, was, like, why was all the dolls – wearing masks <laughs> like did they have like that open mouth like kind of thing on them yeah, and they just wanted to like cover up their mouth so don't be don't pretend like you didn't know they were sex dolls when you put them out you just gotta own that and my thing is also now what you gonna do with all those sex dolls mm. after oh, the fact you know what they gonna do with them yeah what mm. you, gonna, you, gonna, you gonna give them out to employees like hey y'all take everybody take a sex doll home that's we exactly can't use these what no they more. gonna do they gonna sell them to their employees 
That's 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 crazy. You know a lot about their maneuverability. I think we might need to have a, a talk. Well, I, I just see it. I just see it from afar. They was uh, like the way they they had their hands was up. Some of them was bending down. Some of them was like you know doing the wave. They look very maneuverable. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to respond to that. We're going to move on to this next subject. A Virginia family was out for a walk on a Sunday. They found two trash bags, took the trash bags home because they want their neighborhood to be clean. They went in the garage, looked in the bags, $1 million, cold hard cash in the two garbage bags. They turned it into the police. Patrice uh. Elbow, you find a $1 million cash in your neighborhood. Do you turn it into the police? Yes or no? All right, so here's my rule with finding, like, cash. There's a limit to the amount of cash that you can find and actually claim. Now, $100,000, you could probably take that and, like, hide it and kind of claim it and nobody know. $2 million, somebody coming to look for that $2 million. So, like, that's, that's the only reason why I don't think I would keep $2 million because somebody is missing $2 million, and they're going to come looking for you. So unless you like prepare to take that two million dollars and totally disappear, I'm talking about disappear, no no normal routine, nothing, then you ain't prepared to take that two million dollars. A hundred thousand dollars, you can kind of take it and still kind of live your lifestyle. And I think I've thought about this a, a, a little bit too much. <laughs> T Petty, two bags, one million dollars. You turning it into the cops? Yes or no? So this is what I'm gonna do. I'm going to turn in part of it. Yep. I'm going to keep about half of it. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, I'm going to keep about half. That's a half good strategy. That's a good strategy. I hadn't thought about like, that. Look what I found and then kind of throw off suspicion. And then I'm going to have to find a way to research how to slip that money into like my normal bank accounts. And maybe I open an account in the Caymans or, or, or Switzerland or somewhere. But I'm Petty, some of that money. You got to launder it. I already thought about it. You got to launder the money. Yeah, but how do you launder it? Like, how do you come up with all this influx of cash? Like, let's say I'm going to open a business, right? Where am I going to get Strip club, money? T. Petty. Now, there you, you done thought about this a lot. I, I thought about this a lot. Strip clubs. I think we might need to have an intervention. You could open a mattress warehouse because that ain't nothing but a front for money laundering. <laughs> that anyway. is a money laundering situation. Now, when y'all ever no, seen anybody no. buy a mattress from mattress warehouse? Anybody? Listen, listen, that, that guy that sell the um what's the the magic pillow mm-hmm. <laughs> that was talking with Trump. Yeah, 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 yeah. That ain't yeah. nothing but a front. He ain't selling that many pillows. <laughs> Not to talk with no president. <laughs> How you sell that many pillows to be able to talk with the president? Unbelievable. Now look. Jesus get 10%, right? That's tithing, okay? Mm. And and waiters and waitresses allegedly get 15 to 18 to 20%. I'm going to keep 20% of the money, all small bills, all ones, fives, 20s, if it's some $2 bills in there, some 10s, all that. Then I'm going to keep as many 100s as possible, and we take things from there. Uh, they might get about $857,000 back, but I'm keeping all small bills and as many hundreds as I can take. And, you know, I mean, I'm just going to buy expensive shit or give me some money orders or whatever and pay my bills with the $100 and the small bills, that's going to be my grocery running right there. But they ain't going to get that whole that whole million dollars back. Absolutely, positively not. Mm, I think you're on to some with that like, odd amount that you would keep or mm-hmm. that you would turn in. Like that's, yeah, that's natural. 
I need to take that. Do yeah, that. I need to. It's gonna be like I'm gonna put a couple ones in there to make it look good. Like, well, this is what I found. So you know, and call me when nobody claimed this because I need to get my other money. That's and true. Nobody claim it. It's yours. <laughs> You call the Brinks truck and you get a ride right from the motherfucking police station to the bank. You're like, I need to speak to the manager, y'all. No, don't go to the teller. Don't go on the line with them guys back. Y'all know the platform and you sign in. I'd like to talk to somebody. I'd like to open account today. Bam. There it is. Okay, y'all. Um, second last item. Weight Watchers Corporate called a Zoom meeting. Uh-oh. Coast to coast. All their employees fired them via a Zoom meeting. These what? These motherfuckers read a script and it's like blah, 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 blah. A three minute Zoom call and fired them. And then they uh, disconnected the Zoom call. Hashtag Zoom firing T Petty. Are you serious? I'm dead ass serious. On the Friday before Memorial Day, they was like blah, 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 blah. And you're fired. And they turned off the call. People were stunned. I am appalled at that behavior. Well, I'm. I am appalled, but I'm not surprised because America, right? Um, what's more American than firing somebody via Zoom and then disconnecting the call and be like, oh, well. Mm-hmm. I don't understand, like, was Weight Watchers in trouble prior to this? Because how would the pandemic affect Weight Watchers? Oh, I she, guess if people... Do you people know how much people is eating? Cheetos and Twinkies right. and Big But maybe people can't afford to keep their plans, but it's not... Of, of the demographic that will be paying for Weight Watchers, I mean, we not hurting that much. Unbelievable. So, that's I, crazy. They, Damn. That's ridiculous. Um, again, th- that's, that's, I can't, you get fired by Zoom. Adrice, firing by Zoom, hashtag Zoom firing. What you think? I, I knew it was going to happen at some point. You got to fire people. And the only way to do it is to fire them virtually. But I tell you what, I, if you fire me virtually, I am like finding a hacker and I am hacking your system. Is like that's the equivalent? Like if you if you got the right to fire me, I got the right to like turn over tables and stuff virtually. So if you can fire me virtually, I can turn over tables and and cause a ruckus virtually. Well, if I'm, if I'm in the same city with that person, I'm going right to the office and like, oh yeah, I'm here to pick up a couple things and just drop. Kick a couple people, some flying elbows. <laughs> I'm gonna be a force to be reckoned with. I'm like, when do I get my check, dog? So <laughs> that's. I mean, and my thing is like, how, how, how do you keep track of like who's virtually fired or not? Oh, right, you, like who? Like it's HR. They have a list. They, they what? What they do? They block you out the system. Yeah. Your That's pass don't do. work All when right. you try to get in there, but you just bust a hammer right through the glass and just walk in like, oh, I'm here to talk to so-and-so today. So, Hey, if you fire me virtually, I'm going to show up in person the next day. I'm going to beat your ass <laughs> in real life. <laughs> <laughs> he just That's waiting to smoke, smoke a cigarette out there. Um, lastly, y'all, okay, so, you know, everybody's paid time off is rolling up, right? This is a thought I had. Please help me with this. If you are working... That's paid time off, and that is a vacation. But for people that not are just recently unemployed, but long-term unemployment, or people that just choose to work, do people that choose not to work and are not retirees, can they go on vacation, or is that just a trip? T. Petty? 
Yeah, you still need a vacation from like regular life bullshit. Not having a job does not mean that you don't have stresses that you want to get away from. I understand about the stresses, but is it a real vacation? Because isn't technically a vacation something that working people do? And if you're not working or you're not a worker, you're just taking a trip. No, vacation is something everybody do. You take your, your crazy ass kids on vacation. This is a definition of vacation, an extended period of leisure and recreation, especially one spent away from home or in traveling. You don't need a job to take a vacation. Wait, wait, did you look that up or was it just like in your head? Okay, so I am good, but I'm not that good. I just looked it up. Okay. All right, that was pretty amazing. I wanted to be accurate. Well, you know, your girl can't walk and chew gum at the same time. I'm talented over here. So, watch out now. Okay. Careful. <laughs> Army knife on this uh, podcast. Adris, can people that ain't working take a vacation? I'm, I'm going to go with T Petty on this. Like, yes, you can take a vacation because, like, a vacation is a break from like the day in, day out, whatever that is. That could be a job. That could be like your your normal life, whatever that is. I think you should be able to take a vacation from that. Okay. All right. My jury is still out on that. So we'll, we'll see what's up. All right, y'all. Listen, 10th episode. I'm proud of y'all. Again, uh, the world was a different place when we first started. The first episode, Kobe Bryant was still alive. Uh, so many of our uh, stars and celebrities were still alive. We didn't have this pandemic, but uh, we went ahead and and made it through. So I just want to let y'all know I appreciate y'all, and I love y'all. Y'all get those uh, Nookie Reader kits I left on your front porches? Yes, Yes, it was everything. A blessing from the the margarita gods. Oh, thank you. I have my supplies lined up. I I made a generous batch yesterday, and I will continue to make a batch. So your girl is not going to be sober fully for the rest of the week. That's what's up. Adris, you got that uh, Nookie Reader kit, man? Man, the Nookie Reader was, like, amazing. Like, I love the Nookie Readers. The uh, the wife and kids love the Nookie Readers because they just mellow me out so much. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody loving the Nookie Readers. Gotcha. I'm going to have a few myself, but uh, I wanted to say thank y'all. And uh, producer Eric, uh, he also got a uh, Nookie Reader kit, so I just wanted to let y'all know that I love y'all and thank y'all for getting this through and we got this equipment. Look, I got a whole studio ready to go as soon as this pandemic is over, even if it's 2021. But we're just going to continue to um, just bring up weird shit. Like if the universe gives us lemons, we make lemonade. And if the universe gives us lemonade, we're going to put vodka in that lemonade and sip that down. Yes. Too. So we're just going to continue <laughs> to do what we're doing. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks for riding with us. This is episode 10. We appreciate y'all. Please be safe. Be well. You can find us on Instagram at the Digital Gumbo on Twitter at The Digital Gumbo and you can email the show The Digital Gumbo at gmail.com The Digital Gumbo at gmail.com thanks for liking and commenting on the pictures on Twitter and Instagram and um, again subscribe rate review subscribe rate review wherever you find podcasts that's where you can find us and um, share tell a friend make sure they subscribe rate and review as well we're going to continue to uh, crank out uh, these these uh, wonderful wonderful podcasts you guys got any last thoughts Adris yes I want to say like next week we need to do a very special show like we've already done kind of like 12 episodes we need to do a special show where we do all predictions, all predictions ah, for what's coming up. Okay, okay. 
Oh. Fair enough, fair enough. T. Petty, any final thoughts on how you feel about that prediction show for the next show? I feel like that could take some very dark turns, but I'm a ride with it. You know your girl, I'm willing to try it. Let's do it. All right, uh, final thoughts. Y'all just be safe out here. These states are starting to reopen. Don't listen to that bullshit. Stay at home because the second wave is coming. So yes. stay at home. Play the Digital Gumbo podcast. Rate us, review us, send us email, all angry mail directed to Idris and not Patty. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, y'all, y'all be safe out there though. Take care of yourself. Absolutely. Wear your masks. I won't. But again, I'm different. And I can't believe that Joe is out here wearing masks. But anyway, no, seriously, wear your mask. Keep your social distancing. We know hot weather is coming in the whole nine yards. Don't get out here acting a fool like they did in certain places and beaches and lakes and all that stuff. Maintain your distance and um, be safe. And we will catch y'all on the next episode of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. We out, y'all. We out. Peace. Peace. Bye.